When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. We hear from a lot of people, a lot, and you hear it. Even if you don't listen to this show, you'll if you you watch uh, financial television or read the financial press, a uh, lot of lot of proponents out there of a dividend investing strategy. That is where you buy only stocks that pay dividends or higher dividends. And you um, you ignore all the ones that don't pay dividends, and you create an income stream from that. Now, uh, it it on the face of it, it makes perfect sense. Oh, okay, it's just like getting income from my bonds. I'm just going to collect the dividends from the stock, no matter what they do, and I'm going to come out all right. Well, mm, you might you might not. It's one of those kind of it depends on what the future looks like. But as a strategy. Does it make sense based on evidence, based on academic research? We have turned to a lot of people to answer this question. And Tom, what's the answer? The the answer really is no. The answer is no twice. Number one, in terms of a strategy to sort of chase down the higher dividend paying stocks and think you're going to make more than the market does not. That, and we'll talk about the, the papers to support that. And then the second part of this, this is what came up in a recent question, is, you know, why not just have a portfolio of these, harvest this as my income in retirement? And again, the, the numbers don't pan out. So, you know, our a guy that I deeply respect, he writes a ton. And you could go type this in on the Internet. It's available to anyone. Uh, Larry Swedro. He just came out with a piece a less than a month ago, the evidence against favoring dividend paying stocks. And Larry says there's been no historical alpha. What is alpha? Again? Explain what alpha is. Uh, huh? like oh, alpha more than alpha uh, is performance is, is return over and above the benchmark. There has been no historical alpha among dividend paying stocks, including those with a history of increasing dividends. And this just sums it perfectly up. Investors are better served by tilting allocations to factors that have historically outperformed, like size, value, momentum, other factors that the academics can go back and look. But this comes up, and this is a lengthy paper. He even looks at particular funds, the Vanguard Dividend Appreciation Fund, which I think we've gotten emails about, has $64 billion in it. So it's no small uh, but he goes through all this and he says none of the four dividend appreciation ETFs produced a statistically significant alpha. The, it, it doesn't show up. You're not making more money Which by means, chasing those down. Yeah. And here's the other You're part. You're not making more money. That's really good. People are thinking that, well, I'm going to get the return yep. of stocks and I'm going to get these nice juicy dividends. And, and I'm going to let you explain. It's not true. I'll let you explain how dividends work in just a moment. But here's, I think, one of the key points is... 
again, we told you, and you can go through, you can read all this. I'm not going to go through every part of it, but those other factors provide greater returns, the size, right? The profitability, the continuously being exposed to the market, the value prop. I mean, in other words, being value oriented rather than growth. But here's the important part to me. You have far less diversification. What do we know about investing in stocks? Diversification is the one thing that has saved you because when the S&P gets killed, S&P 500, I should say, gets killed, you own other things that don't necessarily go down with it or conversely, the other happens. So you have less diversification. You have no alpha. And what you end up with, frankly, is a lot of companies that are at the end of the day, oftentimes riskier. Because what can look like a really great dividend yield really means the price oftentimes has come down. And that's what I was going to try to get from you, Don. The price of the stock. Uh, the, the stock, price pardon of me. The stock. When yes. people issue dividends, what does that do to the price of the shares? It's a really simple it's- thing that, that people don't get. Like, let's say your stock is $20 a share. And uh, you are about to get paid a $2 dividend, 10% dividend, big, big honking dividend. On the day that dividend becomes payable to those shareholders, it's called the ex-dividend date. On that date, the share price is decreased by $2. So you get $2, yeah. but the value of your shares went down by $2. Why did it go down by $2? Because that $2 that they paid you was essentially already built into the value of the stock for that quarter. The stock grows in value as that dividend accrues, it is assumed. And then on the day of the the dividend, the stock goes down by $2. So you're at a really, for that little brief period, your net is zero. Yeah, and this is the part that people don't understand. They think it's a free lunch of some kind, which it most understandably is not. It limits your diversification. Again, Swedro and others, the academics have shown you it does not recreate outperformance. And here's the other part, because this comes up time and time again. Is it better to turn on the dividends, collect all these dividends, or let them ride, buy more shares, own more of all this, and then have a total return strategy when you sell the things that have gone up, et cetera? That total return strategy has been better than pulling the dividends. So you may feel great because, look, I get these 3% from my portfolio. It's not the best way to create the portfolio nor harvest your winnings from the portfolio. That's the point I wanted to make. I tried to make that when we had the caller last week, but I don't think we did that well on the air. I'll put it that way. So, Well, and it's sometimes very, very difficult to, uh, when someone has got something in their head. uh, And that was true in that case. All It is almost impossible in a brief conversation, a brief conversation, when someone has something that they believe fervently, it's really hard to convince them otherwise. And uh, he, he was defending his belief system, even though his belief system has been proven to be wrong in aggregate. You see, we can't deal. That's the problem of dealing with, with individual cases is they're anecdotal. They're not, they're not evidence. They're just a story. Now, the reality is the numbers, the, the research shows that there are really two great ways to build and take income from your investment portfolio once you reach retirement. Two really good 
proven, tested ways. Nothing is foolproof. Nothing is absolute. Please bear that in mind. However, the trick is to build the right, and we say this over and over again, it sounds just so rote, to build the right portfolio for two things, your tolerance for risk and your need to take it. You don't want to take more risk than you need to live. And then from that portfolio, and we found this works with almost anyone, but bear in mind, the more aggressive the portfolio, the more stocks in the portfolio, the more money you'll probably have to leave to your heirs if the market acts like it has in the past. But in almost any scenario, as long as you had some equities in the portfolio, you could withdraw. You could withdraw 4% per year plus inflation every year and not run out of money. And nobody believes that anymore. But it's true. They don't believe it. It's been true. It's been true, we should say. When the market goes down, Don, I can only take three and three quarters percent. How long are you going to live till next January? I mean, this is ridiculous. You're going to live far longer than that. And the market's going to go up and down. The market isn't. This is the thing is when it's going down, this is that psychology. When the market has been going down, people believe it is never ending. Yeah. So I'm going to be withdrawing 4% for the next 20 years. Well, it's done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm in trouble. It's no, you're not. You're not. And uh, the other thing that works really, really well, and we've run these numbers over and over again, is what we call the flexible withdrawal. And I look back at my Social Security earnings over the past 40 years. Speaking of flexible. And I looked at it and I went, how did I survive those years? I made no money. Um, How did I survive those years? Flexibility. Yeah. So take a flexible withdrawal. When you went at the beginning of the year, this is so nice because you're going to know your budget anyway. Take 5% of the value of your portfolio out at the beginning of the year and go, honey, that's what we have to live on. That plus social security. There we go. Do it. It's easy. I I think that's smart. And again, I, I really struggle this just feels like one of those things there it's that I have a trick that nobody else knows about and uh, that I'm Everybody getting something knows. for nothing. I'm, there's a, there's this, I'm and getting something not. and you don't, you're not getting it. Yeah, I'm getting it. Those things all go into my portfolio. They buy more shares of those funds and I do get it. So that's a silly, it's it, it, misplaced. So, all right, we got time for a quick question or two here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like this one. Just don't um, make them hard. Okay. This is pretty easy. <laughs> This comes from Joe, Joe in Maple Valley, Washington. I'm going to list my house soon. I can expect some profit around 150 to 200,000. Oh, wait, no, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. What should I do with the money? (laughs) I would like to use the money to contribute to my traditional IRA for the next 15 years or so. I'm 53. I don't have access to a 401k or any other retirement accounts. My question is, where should I keep this money (laughs) from the sale my traditional ira is at vanguard globally diversified and index mutual funds at 80 percent equity 20 percent bond i think that's great i also have a brokerage Mm -hmm. account with vanguard i keep my emergency Mm -hmm. fund in the money market there should i replicate my ira portfolio and invest in a brokerage account should i then transfer the max contribution amount to my ira each year or should i go more conservative with this funding money i love your show and never miss an episode says joe thank you joe Joe, you know, you just said it. You know what to do. You just hesitate because you think there must be something wrong with this. Mm. It just seems too easy. No, this is all way too easy. 
Joe. You replicate what you're doing because the money is going into the IRA. The minute it goes into the IRA, it's going to be 80-20, right? So why not have it 80-20 to begin with um, and use ETFs so that uh, you don't have to worry about capital gains until you move, well, until you move it to the IRA, which you, 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 because you, you're going to have to get out of them then. Uh, yeah, but you will. Yeah, okay. replicate it. Yeah, yeah, the portfolio part, easy. Keep doing that. The only question I have for you, Joe, is as you're 53, have you thought about how big each part of your holdings, in other words, how much in pre tax, how much in Roth, and how much in post tax? Because this is something we, we're going to discuss in an upcoming podcast, and that is really being careful about your taxes in retirement. There are ways to actually be, I was shocked when I read the piece, because it's not me, zero taxes in retirement. Um, so there's ways, so there's reasons to hold money in a brokerage type account that may make sense to you rather than piling it necessarily into the IRA. But other than that, Don's right. The portfolio sounds great. I'd keep at that part. And here's the thing. Um, you might just want to build that portfolio, as Tom said, outside of that IRA and find a way because IRA contributions are not that big anyway. Find a 70, way to make that 7,500 7, this year. Yeah. Yeah. For under, for over 50. Correct. Really yeah. old people. Find a way, find a way to get that 7,500 from other income. There so you that go. you're you do yeah. so you have you're building both a, a, a an IRA account and a an account outside of the IRA and uh, again use ETFs because they give you in in essence aggressive growth ones do the most aggressive the least dividend paying outside of your IRA and then you you're going to get some tax advantages from that so yeah I think you you you're on the right track absolutely and thank you for listening appreciate your kind comments. That was Ron. Do you have That's any more? Don over there. Do I have any more kind comments? More? I'm pretty more worn out on kind comments for the week. You haven't given me any. <laughs> I don't know who you're, who's. I don't know who's getting them, but it hasn't been me. <laughs> well, well, Ron. Do you have any you more know that questions? Happens. Oh, questions. Do you have any yeah, more? Yeah, I questions? do have another question. But I okay. Well, mm, all right. We'll do this one. This comes from Jason. I mean, we have time. This comes from Jason, Jason. in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He said on the Nashville. March 30, my daughter th- flew through Nashville last night on Southwest. Apparently ever, everywhere else on the Eastern seaboard or Midwest yeah, too, exactly. right? So, uh, Jason writes on March 31st podcast, there was a question on backdoor Roth and what strategy someone can use if they have a traditional IRA and want to avoid the pro rata rule, which says if you're trying to do a backdoor Roth and you already have a traditional IRA, you have to move a pro rata amount of the IRA mm-hmm. to the Roth and pay tax on that. So it's mm-hmm. really, uh, when you have an IRA and then you're trying to do a backdoor, it's a little tricky. Answer is simple. Just roll, this is pretty smart, roll the traditional IRA into an employer 401k. Most 401ks will allow you to do this. You avoid the pro rata calculation and can do the backdoor Roth without issue. 401ks are not considered IRA money. Hope this helps. Take care. Right. It does help, yeah. and uh, but the, but but again, that's a question that only works in specific instances. Indeed, when you have two things, <laughs> you, you have an employer four hundred one k. Good point. Yep, you, a lot of people don't, and you have one that allows you to move money into it, other monies, because they can Which restrict they don't that. Own. Yes, they can. I I mm-hmm. don't so, know that I've ever come across one that has, but I I 
And why but, would but the they? Fact they want the, the money. The fact of the matter is, I, I love it when we get these because they're very helpful. For but for us to add them to our answers, sometimes well, that's the true. answers become a little ponderous. They become <laughs> well, in, but unless, but maybe you can, and it, yeah, um, it depends. But generally speaking, because we've had somebody yell at us for not emphasizing the pro rata rule enough. You know, you know, didn't tell me that I had to. Yeah, well, you know what, there. <laughs> We can't cover everything. Little known all codicil. Little yeah, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. just not possible. In the in the uh, in the disclaimer, we say this is for for you know just general advice for educational purposes. We're not trying not to be your spiritual guides or financial <laughs> guides. If you want that kind of help, then you need to go to one of our fiduciary advisors and spend money or, or you can actually even talk to one for free. Just go to talkingrealmoney.com and click meet an advisor. Someone there, someone in our firm at Appella Wealth will talk with you and will provide you with help and won't try to sell you anything. Promise. Wow. That was really good. I can't even add to that. That's so good, Ron. I'm going to step aside. No, you're Ron. Remember? Ah, Dang it. They didn't give me the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate he used to be the smartest guy in the room. He's been replaced by somebody a clock. else. Came and sat down from me. Well, Tom Clock <laughs> has been replaced by, or Tom Cock has been replaced by Tom Clock. Well, uh, that probably accurate because I am pretty good on time most of the time. So, yeah, you were twenty three seconds late for our call this morning. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I'm saying you were three seconds. It hurt you deeply. I could tell. Yeah. I- uh, and if you want to call us with questions, um, 855-935-TALK is the number. Remember, you can call us live on Saturdays from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, 855-935-TALK, or check out everything at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can ask us questions there. And uh, it's a really very, very helpful website. Thank you for being a part of our program. For Ron Clock. I'm Don McDonald, Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.